Welcome to the UTG at Work podcast. I'm Deacon Mike Houghton. I'm the executive director of an apostolate called UTG at Work. Our mission is to help women and men joyfully live their faith and witness to Christ in the gospel in the workplace. I'm happy to be with you as we explore the Sunday gospel in ways that help people who work. You can find this podcast as well as helpful articles, videos, and other materials on our website, which is utgatwork.org. You can also subscribe to this podcast through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting sites. This weekend we celebrate the third Sunday of Lent, and our gospel is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Since the Passover of the Jews was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple area those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves, as well as the money changers seated there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area with the sheep and oxen and spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, Take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of scripture, Zeal for your house will consume me. At this, the Jews answered and said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said, This temple has been under construction for forty-six years, and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they came to believe the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. While he was in Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover, many came to believe in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus would not trust himself to them because he knew them all, and did not need anyone to testify about human nature. He understood it well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There's a certain tension that comes with being a Christian. We're called to be people of peace, but we're not called to be society's doormat. We're called to be respectful of others, but we're not called to let others abuse us. This tension causes us to ponder whether it's best to act out or to hold our tongue in a particular situation that violates our religious beliefs. This is something that I struggle with all the time. Should I say something in response to a disrespectful comment about my faith made when I overhear it in the supermarket? And based on today's gospel, is there a time when I should do more than just say something, but actually do something? Jesus clearly did more than just speak in today's gospel. If you struggle with these thoughts as well, you're in good company. I've spoken with many people who have expressed their own anxiety over knowing when to say or do something, and when to just keep quiet. Today, the tension is often experienced in the workplace as well, as there are very real pressures for us to embrace and even celebrate things that are contrary to our faith. In fact, this tension is a big part of why UTG at work even exists. But when should we speak up? And is there a time when we should take some form of action? Now, we all inherently know that there's one line that can be crossed when we should speak up, and there's a second line that can be crossed when we need to act. The problem is that we don't always agree on when those lines are crossed. And in truth, when those lines are crossed is a very personal thing. Each of us has our own beliefs about what's acceptable and what's not. But we do know that the second line was crossed for Jesus in today's gospel. So often in his ministry, he was confronted by people who argued with him, who insulted him, who told him that he was wrong. They had crossed the first line, and he would reply to them, sometimes even harshly. But that was it. He wasn't moved to action. And yet, when he came to the temple in today's gospel and saw the people disrespecting his father's house, he found it necessary to take action. He drove out the animals spilled the coins of the money changers, and overturned their tables. There's no way to sugarcoat the fact that this was a big deal, 
and that it was out of character for what we know of Jesus. So why did he do what he did? It seems to me the thing that drove him to act as he did was that what he experienced wasn't an insult to him personally, but rather it was an insult to God his Father. Now, of course, God his Father wasn't physically there as Jesus was, but what they did was an insult to something which existed for the purpose of giving praise to his Father. The people there that day were being disrespectful of the place whose sole purpose was to give glory to God, and this, for Jesus, crossed the second line. It would be my opinion that we saw very much the same thing just a few weeks ago at the appalling and sacrilegious funeral at St. Patrick's Cathedral for the trans-advocate Cecilia Gentili. This wasn't an insult directed at the presider of the Mass. Rather, this was a pathetic disrespect for the house of God. Perhaps some money changers' tables should have been overturned there as well. But what about living our faith in the workplace? Where are the lines drawn? And is there a time when we should flip over the money changers' tables? It would seem to me that the second line, that is the time when we're called upon to act out, is never crossed in a secular workplace. A secular workplace is a place where commerce is carried out for the purpose of making a profit. There's nothing inherently religious about its mission, and so there's no profanation of worship that can be done in a secular business because that's not its function. But that doesn't mean that the first line, that is the time when we're called upon to speak up, is never crossed. In fact, it's crossed on a regular basis when businesses choose to tell employees of faith what lifestyles they should embrace and when they tell them to keep their own religious beliefs to themselves. And when that first line is crossed, we at UTG at Work believe that the best response is one of respect and confidence in God. We have good news to share, and that good news is so powerful that it can make changes happen. So, to sum this up in a tidy rule set, which engineers like me just love to do, We need to speak up when we're being asked to violate our beliefs in the workplace, and we're best served by trying to be positive in how we go about it. But it would be nearly impossible to reach a point when we're called to take action, as Jesus did in today's gospel, because a workplace isn't a house of worship. However, this brings up a topic that's closely related to this discussion, and that is evangelization. Are we not called to go and make disciples everywhere, including at work? Yes, we're called to do this by the Great Commission of Jesus Christ, just prior to his ascension into heaven. We're called to help others come to know the Lord so that they too can share in the saving grace that comes from knowing him. In fact, Pope Paul VI said that the church exists to evangelize. But that call to evangelize isn't something that came about in response to a problem. In fact, it's a very positive thing. We don't evangelize at work because our workplace wants us to embrace things that are anti-Christian. No, we evangelize in all circumstances, even if we work in a place that welcomes the faith. And the need for this evangelization is growing ever more critical as the number of people who know Jesus Christ declines and as the influence of the church stumbles over growing secularism and a declining number of clergy. Now, more than at any time in my lifetime, we need the laity to step up and to evangelize. And the workplace is clearly mission territory. It's full of people who don't know the Lord, and they desperately need our help, even if they don't realize it. Pulling it all together, by virtue of the Great Commission, we're all called to live our faith and to witness to Christ in the gospel in the workplace. This means sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with people with whom we work. If the workplace does things which violate what we believe as people of faith, we need to speak up about it. But under virtually no circumstances should we be flipping over money changers' tables at work because it isn't primarily a place of worship. May Our Lady of Victory, the patroness of UTG at work, intercede for us all so that we may be both effective and prudent in our efforts to live our faith at work. 
Thanks for joining me for this week's UTG at Work podcast. I look forward to meeting again next week. In the meantime, I encourage you to boldly live your faith in the workplace and the week ahead. I'll pray for your success, and I ask that you pray for the success of this UTG at Work apostolate. If you want to learn more about us, please visit utgatwork.org. Now go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life.